Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. My name is Scott and this is another World Cup match day recap where we just take a look at the top point scorers of the day, any key talking points, and then we'll go on to looking at a preview of tomorrow's fixtures. So the best players to potentially target and transfer into your team. And then I'll just finish up by going over my vlog team, just looking at um, the points that I've scored and which transfers I might look to make. So let's get started. First, we had Switzerland's 1-0 win against Cameroon. And Jan Sommer, the keeper, got a star man in this one. Um, you had Jordan Chakri got an uh, assist, but he didn't manage to get a rating. We said about him yesterday because he takes pretty much all their set pieces and corners. Uh, it was actually a cross that he uh, got the assist from, and that was to Mbolo. Um, he actually didn't celebrate because he's actually from Cameroon, but plays for Switzerland. Uh, he got a 6.9 rating, which is really unlucky. Uh, but we did highlight him as well. He was 3.5 million, so quite a quite a cheaper striker. Um, and he was close. It was quite um, close to repeating again. There was, there was a, a cross from Shakiri that uh, Mbolo almost put in as well. So it could have been the same again. But um, no rating for either of them. But they got the assist and the goal. Um, Granite Xhaka got a 6.9 rating. So again, really close. Quite a lot of 6.9s. Um, Akanji from Man City and obviously uh, Rodriguez who's the left back that we said about taking penalties um, neither of them got the 7 rating but they did get 5 points for the clean sheet um, and then last note that I put really is that I thought Cameroon looked pretty good actually um, I wasn't sure how they were going to perform um, and looking back they hadn't historically done very well but they had quite a good quite a good lineup out to be honest and um, yeah they, they were a bit better than I expected then we had Uruguay versus Korea. Um, didn't get to watch this one, but listened to it on TalkSport, but didn't sound very eventful. Um, so you had Diego Godin got star man, um, and he hit the post with a header actually as well. So that probably contributed to the rating. Um, so 13 points for him and a 7.9 rating. Um, I think it's Roche, who's their goalkeeper. Um, he got five points and he's quite a good option because he's only two million. Um, so to play for a team like Uruguay in goal and be two million is pretty good value. And you have also got the Netherlands keeper that's two million as well, if you are looking to have that cheaper option in goal. Um, and then uh, Oliveira, I just highlighted. Um, he's a fullback that plays for Uruguay. Um, he only costs three million. He got a rating in this game, so eight points in total, and the rating was 7.6 that he got. Um, but three million, he could be quite good value as well. I just, it wasn't someone I was aware of, but when I clicked on him on who scored, um, he plays for Napoli, and he's got one goal and two assists this season. So didn't didn't really deliver too much in this game, but he could potentially um, maybe chip in with some attacking returns as well. And Valverde, so we did think that he might play a bit more attacking, and he seemed to get forward a little bit. He did hit the post actually with a really good shot, and he got the rating in this game. Um, Benton Kuhl got the rating as well, uh, playing in midfield. But nothing from the Uruguay forwards that was a bit disappointing. Um, and they have got some firepower up there, really. So it's Suarez and Darwin Nunes started that game, but neither of them really done anything. I, watching the highlights, I saw that uh, Nunes had a couple pop shots, but yeah, nothing, nothing really. Um, and then I just I thought as well that looking at that um, 
the games coming up, Portugal and Ghana both did concede. So maybe there could be some chances for um, maybe Nunes or Suarez in that one. But I don't think they impressed me enough to want to bring them in. And then the last thing that I just put down as well, that there was nothing for Son, who's obviously playing for Korea. Um, did look pretty badass in his mask, though. But yeah, nothing for him. And then to, on to the Portugal-Ghana game, which was probably one of the more eventful games of the evening, um, of the day, sorry. Um, but Starman went to Bruno Fernandes, 4.5 million. And again, I just thought that 4.5 million looked like really good value for him. And yeah, he delivered. He did get a yellow card, which dropped him a point, but he finished up on 11 points in total. Um, so two assists and a 7.9 rating. Uh, the, the first goal was actually from Ronaldo, so... Yeah, that was, that was quite a good one, but from the penalty spot, um, I didn't think he looked fantastic throughout the game, but bagging a penalty is always a, always a good option. When you choose those penalty takers, you've got quite a good chance. I think there's been quite a lot of penalties so far in this tournament as well. Um, so he got the first goal, um, and you had Jao Felix, he scored. He was uh, I'll go to the team lineup in a minute, but he started. And then um, I think it's Rafael Liao. Um, he came on as a substitute, but he pretty much scored straight away after coming on. So they were the goal scorers. But um, yeah, Ronaldo at seven million. Um, so I've, I had the plan to pretty much rotate the premium strikers. But with Portugal and Brazil playing on the same day today, I, and I had all five teams, I'm trying to make them a little bit different. So pretty much half my team have bought Ronaldo and half have bought Neymar. Uh, who we'll go on to in a minute, but Ronaldo was the one that delivered today. Um, so he's 7 million, uh, Jao Felix was 4 million, and um, Liao was 4.5, who seems quite expensive really. But um, the only thing to note as well, I put in the defence, so you had, um, well, not many points going around that defence, a lot of minus ones there, but Cancelo, we sort of, um, I was having a chat with a few people, seeing was he good value at 6 million, but he didn't get anything in this game. Uh, minus one, but he still managed a 6.8, and yeah, it's quite a high rating really considering he's conceded two goals, but that's just because he gets so involved in the play. But he was subbed off, um, and then Pereira was the only rating in defence, um, so he got bang on a seven. Um, uh, Ruben Neves, um, he got nothing, and also Bernardo Silva got nothing, who both started the game. But yeah, one thing I did put though, um, towards the end, um, Portugal really were a shambles at the back so yeah they've got a lot of goals or goal potential going forward but in terms of their defence they did look quite shaky oh one, one last thing to add as well if you if you hadn't seen the game um, go back and watch the highlights in this one because uh, when the Ghana it was Ayu who scored the first goal but um, I think his name Bukhari got the, got the second goal for them and then he went and dropped the uh, Sue celebration um and the camera panned straight to Ronaldo after. So, yeah, check that one out. <clears throat> and here's just the uh, starting lineup. So, uh, <clears throat> although I didn't think it sort of went this way. I think who scored always sort of make these look a bit dodgy. But it was Ronaldo, Jao Felix, and I thought it was Bernardo Silva on the uh, right wing. Uh, the midfield, Bruno Fernandes, Neves and Otavio. Guerrero, Pereira, Diaz, Cancelo at the back. And then Costa in goal. Then on to the Brazil game. Um, I was waiting a while for this one uh, to see how they done, and they didn't disappoint. Although the first um, the first half it was a bit bit slow. They weren't really um, gelling too well, actually, Brazil. Um, but the star man was Richarlison, and he was absolutely brilliant in that second half, especially. 
um, scored, I don't know if it's quite a bicycle kick, but it was a really good acrobatic goal that he scored. He just turns into an absolute monster when he's playing for Brazil. Um, so he got two goals in this game. Um, Vinicius Jr. got the um, got the assist, so five points for him. So eight, sorry, eighteen points for Richarlison and five points for Junior. Um, you had Paqueta that I've got in a few teams, and actually I've got him in my vlog team, which we'll go on to. He got three points and a seven point one, no attacking returns. Um, but like I did mention yesterday, um, he is quite a rotation risk, and he did get subbed off again. And um, there's quite a quite a common theme of him getting subbed off. Uh, Rafinha. Um, he got he got the rating in this game, but he was quite quiet. I thought watching this, um, and then Neymar's rating was really disappointing. I actually thought that looked a bit harsh. I was watching the game and I thought he was involved in quite a lot, and he was pretty much he obviously didn't get the assist for it, but he was responsible for pretty much creating the first goal. I thought um, Martin Keown absolutely hated him as well. Just any time he did a little flick or came in and got the ball and done a step over, Keown was just constantly groaning like proper old man um but yeah was, he actually went off injured in the end um Neymar which is a, a bit of a pain I brought Neymar and when I saw the lineups come out I wanted to get a defend defender in there and Danilo um it was sort of a toss-up between Sandro and Danilo I went Danilo Sandro was the one that got the rating and for extra bonus Danilo went off uh well he he got injured but they'd run out of subs already um so I actually brought in Neymar and Danilo and both went off injured so that was bad luck um, so yeah Sandro was the only rating out of that back line but just one thing to note as well the Brazil strength in depth is just crazy like they bought Martinelli off the bench Gabriel Jesus Anthony Rodrigo um, and Fred I think came off the bench as well so so much um, depth in that team it's probably I'm not sure whether I think they were the best team. I still think Spain probably looked the best, or Brazil were really impressive. But that second half from Brazil was really impressive. Uh, yeah, let us know below who who you think so far has been the uh, the best team of the tournament. But it's probably between either Brazil, Spain, or France for me. And then just this is the starting lineup they had on who scored. Um, so Richarlison started up front, Rafinha on the right, Neymar through the middle. And actually, I was quite surprised that I don't watch that much of Neymar, to be honest. And he was dropping really quite deep. I did see that he'd been playing at number 10, but he was really coming deep and collecting the ball. So that did surprise me a little bit. Um, then Vinicius on the left, which we said yesterday, they, they didn't have him in their predicted lineup, which I thought was silly. But um, yeah, he came on and played really well. Casemiro and Paqueta playing in those sort of deep roles. Sandro, Thiago Silva, Marquinhos and Danilo as the back line with Alisson in goal. So then tomorrow's games. Um, so we've got this. This is the part where we'll do a quick preview of the uh, tomorrow's games, looking at the best players to target. Um, you've got Wales versus Iran, Qatar versus Senegal, Netherlands versus Ecuador and England versus the USA. Um, so we'll start with Wales. I haven't got that much here because I, I'm really not going to recommend bringing in Wales players, to be honest with you. Um, but if you're going to do it, Gareth Bell is the the obvious choice, really. He's 5 million, he's on penalties, and he got 12 points last game. Um, probably their most dangerous player, and everything pretty much revolves around him in that team. But I did uh, mention Kiefer Moore at 2.5 million. Um, he, ch he came on against the USA and pretty much changed the game. That first half, they were really quiet. But um, with his aerial threat, um, I think he could be quite a good option because 
when we played Iran, um, Harry Maguire was having a really good time from corners, and they were really making a making a bit of a cock up with quite a lot of the crosses and set pieces. So potentially Keith Moore, he's absolutely massive, so he could be a good target man. Um, but really, I, I'm not going to be going near any of these players. Um, and if you were looking at the clean sheet from this game, I still just think there's better better options out there. Maybe Senegal versus Qatar. And then on to that game, actually. So, um, Senegal-Qatar. Uh, Qatar were terrible in that, that opening fixture. Um, and really, I can't see them being much better. If they do come out and try and prove a point because they didn't play well in the last game, I think that's just going to open them up even more. Um, Senegal have got quite a good team here as well. So, I think probably the best option, if you did want to really go and attack Qatar, which I think is a brave strategy, I don't think I'll be doing it. If I do, it will only be probably one defender at most, I think. That's what I did with Ecuador. Um, but if you did want to be brave and, and go for like the block or anything like that, like some people did at the start, um, I think Koulibaly is probably the best option. Um, I'm probably saying that because he's the, the most well-known as well, but... Um, Obviously, that their keeper for Qatar was absolutely flapping at crosses. I think he, that first goal that got ruled out, he was just absolutely nowhere near it. Um, and then I think one of um, Valencia's goals was a was a header as well. So, yeah, maybe maybe Koulibaly could be a good option from the back, and then he could be a bit dangerous from corners. But other than that, I'd say probably um, Ismail Assar. Um, he's only three million. He's down as a midfielder. So he could be a good option. He's got six goals and four assists in the championship for Watford. Um, but that's that's it from that game. I still wouldn't be overly keen on targeting it, but Qatar were pretty poor in the last round. And then Netherlands versus Ecuador. So I'm not actually sure how I think this game is going to go. Obviously, um, Netherlands will be the favourites, but yeah, Ecuador are pretty, a pretty tough team to break down, I think. They're quite good defensively, so it'll be quite an interesting game. But I think I think Netherlands should get it done. Um, and Memphis Depay should be coming back. So this is the uh, predicted starting lineup from who scored. But as you've probably seen from a lot of these videos, they're not completely accurate. They're good if um, someone's out injured. They normally highlight that sort of thing, but they never really do get it 100% right. But Memphis Depay was injured for the, or not completely fit for the last uh, fixture, but he did come on as a sub. I'd expect that he will probably start this game. Um, so he's 5.5 million. And he's another penalty taker, so always a good option. And he's actually, I had a look, and he's eight goals away from beating Robin, Robin Van Persie's all-time Netherlands scoring record. Um, so I'm sure he'll be eager to try and break that. Doubt he'll get eight in this tournament, though. That's a bit of an ask. Um, and then I mentioned him a bit earlier, Nopper at two million. That's a massive bargain there. Um, and he's got quite a solid defence in front of him. I didn't think, obviously, Ecuador did, do well against Qatar but this is going to be a completely different uh, game and then I mentioned Valencia scoring a header in the last game he was limping about for a while they've highlighted Valencia as being a doubt for this game um, and a Valencia that used to play for West Ham so we'll wait and see if he starts but if he's out it will look quite good for the uh, defence of Holland and then onto the defence so Dumfries I'd say is probably the best option I didn't start with him in a lot of my teams because I thought um I wasn't 100% sure if he was back from injury or not. He had like a knee injury uh, that he limped off in the last, I think his last 
uh, club game of the season before the World Cup, but he started anyway and didn't get a rating, but at 4.5 million, he's by far their most attacking defender, so a good option there. And then Cody Gakpo, lastly, um, 4 million. He scored in the last game and he's posted really good numbers for PSV this season. Then we have the big game of the evening, so uh, England versus the USA. Um, that's the last kickoff, and Harry Kane should be fit to start this game, they're saying. Um, he got two assists in the last game, but he hasn't scored yet, um, so hopefully he can get off the mark. I'm going to look to bring him in quite a lot of my teams, um, probably at the expense of Neymar again now, um, now he limped off. Um, so yeah, I still think that's quite a good option. Then They haven't all fired, but you've had uh, Messi, Ronaldo, Mbappe, um, all, all of those guys have delivered from the sort of premium bracket so far. So yeah, I'm going to go with Kane and hopefully he can get a, get his first goal of the tournament. And then Maguire, so he went off. Um, they said it was like dizzy. I think it looked like a bit of a head injury, but it was after they scored a goal and Southgate said that it was um, illness after and someone else said it was dizziness, but he apparently he's back for this game. He's fully recovered, so he's four million, and I really liked the look of him in that game, so he was really dangerous from corners, and we've got some really good corner takers in uh, Shaw and Trippier, so yeah, I'm going to bring Maguire in quite a few of my teams, and I probably will try and double up on England for this fixture, so USA only sort of put one goal past um, Wales. I know we conceded two to Iran, but I'd like to think that we can keep a clean sheet against Wales. Um, so I think I'm going to probably go for maybe two um, England defenders. So either Maguire and Shaw and Mag or Maguire and Trippier. Um, I think Trippier is a really good one to put in your team. He's a bit more expensive at 4.5 million, but he's 32% owned. So if you are looking to try and finish as high as you can in the sort of overall leaderboards, um, with 32% of people owning him, you, he's, he's uh, someone that you kind of need to have or you will lose out to people. And then at 5.5 million, you've got Sterling, or 5 million, you've got Saka. Um, so obviously Saka played really well in the last game, and I think, yeah, I think we've got like a 9 rating, or 9.2. Um, but Sterling did get a goal as well, so obviously with recency bias, you probably would say Saka looked like the best option, but personally, I, I think I'd still go for Sterling over him. I just think historically, he's a better finisher overall, um, and he's got a much better England record, but by no means do I think Saka's a bad pick. He was really good. And I'm an Arsenal fan as well, so always great to see him do well. Right, then the last bit of this video, so we'll just look at my vlog team. Um, again, I'll make all five teams, but I'm just going to post the same one in my videos the whole way through so you can follow the journey of how it's doing. Um, and it wasn't too well today, so only eight points for the day. Um, 71 points overall, it's not terrible. Um, Six only six transfers used as well. Um, so I've got a few different strategies with the five teams that I'm using. Um, some of them have been a bit more aggressive. Others like this one, I'm trying to not go too crazy. Although I I did get suckered in into bringing in two Brazilian players here, but I think 24 left out of 30 is okay. But my moves today were Neymar and Danilo in for Alba and Mbappe. Um, so Neymar for Mbappe was the the premium swapping that I was on about um, and that one didn't work out so a big fat zero for Neymar which was really disappointing um, and five for Danilo which I'll take that but again I bought two Brazil players in and both of the ones that I bought in 
went off injured. Um, so not very good luck there. But I'll start from the back to the front here. So I've got uh, Simon or Simon um, in goal. Um, obviously didn't play. I've got Trippier, Ake and Luke Shaw. I didn't I didn't want to take any of those out because they are playing tomorrow. So when I am making the moves, I'm trying to just make sure that I take out some. I don't take out anyone that I'm going to need to bring back in straight away. Um, and then I've got Paqueta. Um, I'm fairly happy with that, like three points and, and the ratings okay. Um, Perisic and Hoiberg, though, I'm not really happy with them at all. And Hoiberg, I was looking at three mil. I think I could get potentially Asensio, and he plays France in the next game, so I'm probably not going to want him for there, so I'll probably look to move Hoiberg on next, but Perisic with Canada in his next game, they did look good, but that could be a potential good uh, fixture for him. Then I've got Messi, so I'm probably going to just leave Messi for the time being, um, that fixture against Mexico isn't too far away, I've got Gakpo playing tomorrow, and of course Neymar, I just said I'll probably take him out for Kane, seeing as he's injured. Um, I did just see, before, just before I'd done this video, actually, I had a look on Twitter, um, and they showed a picture of his ankle. He took his sock and boot off as he went off, and his ankle was so fat. Um, so, yeah, I'm starting to wonder whether or not he'll play that next game. Yeah, so that's my um, that's my vlog team. And then I just put a note here. My my best team I've got, it's not, not far off, really. So 71 points for this current team here, and the best team that I've got at the minute is sitting on 85 points. But um, yeah, do comment below with how your team's getting on and um, how many points you've got so far in the overall leaderboard. Maybe put how many transfers you've got left as well because that gives you a bit more um, perspective. That is everything for that episode. So that's another match day recap in the bag. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully after England have won their game against the USA. But if you're liking this content so far, please do like the video and subscribe to the channel and if you're listening on Spotify as well please do give us a follow on there we'll be back with more team updates players to target and top performers we'll see you on the next one bye sports social podcast network